Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 39 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two of the friskier teams in the NFL right now, those, of course, being the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I'm your other host, Sam McFadden. Oscar, we got a good show today. I think so. I think, uh, you know, we, we took another week off accidentally, but we're making up for it this week. We were just working really hard on getting this one prepared for you guys. Right. That's how I like Tons it. of prep time on this, on this baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we can hop right into the quick questions, though. I'll start us off. Um, yeah, Oscar, me. we are, as everyone here knows, it's kind of the entire premise of the show here. We are fans of two of the most disappointing franchises in all of football. And yeah. um, I'm in a unique position currently, and we'll get into it later, as a Jaguars fan of a team that all of a sudden, late in the season, there's a whole new well of hope opening up. <clears throat> yeah. We'll get into that later, but it's a very, it's a, I'm a fan of the Jaguars, and now I find myself full of hope. What advice do you have for me as a Texans fan? And to oh, Jaguar fan. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> uh, as everyone knows, we've, we've recounted this time after time, but the Texans suffered one of the most disappointing playoff collapses in NFL history. And in the year following that, um, collapsed into a heap of themselves. And I'm still recovering from the disappointment of all of that. Um, I will say it's, it, it'll be pretty tough for the chain of occurrences that happened to the Texans to repeat themselves for the Jags. It, it look the outlook is good for us right now. Yeah, Trevor looks great. We're winning games. People are calling us frisky. We have a chance, a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Well, um, or something happened. I'm, you know, like I said, it'll be pretty tough for the exact chain of occurrences to happen. The leadership seems more stable in Jacksonville than it was in Houston at the time. At least right now, at least right now, sure. Uh, sure. your star quarterback does not seem to be a serial sexual assaulter. Um, yeah, I would hope not. I would hope not. And some other stuff. I mean, Vibes are good in Jacksonville. And even if what we're going to get into playoffs later, like you said, even if you don't make the playoffs this year, I think you're happy with how this season has progressed so far. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Regardless of what happens the rest of the season, there are two things that have brought me a lot of joy this past week and will over the next couple of weeks, probably. First of all, one of the big things I've seen on Twitter and around is people praising Urban Meyer or so thoroughly <laughs> for how well he hid the talent of Trevor Lawrence, yeah. tenure, which has been fantastic to watch. I bring on the Urban Meyer hate, give it to me. It's, it's sustenance for me. I love it. 
but also <laughs> if you if you guys want to have some fun and you are a twitter reply kind of person you like to read replies all that sort of thing check out titan's twitter sometime they are absolutely melting right now they are collapsing sure. in on themselves I thought things were going to get better after they fired their general manager, though. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought that that's, that's what was going to make thing. the team better. Anyway, what's what 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 quick question you got for us? So this is based on a conversation that I had with one of our current listeners, Wyatt, this morning. Um, Bill Simmons, pretty much weekly on his podcast now, is dropping hints at that he's hearing things, that he's feeling things that there's a pretty good chance that Tom Brady returns to New England this offseason. Really? And Wyatt Wyatt said, I really just don't see it. And I want to hear your thoughts, but I want to give my thoughts first. I think you can agree here. It is almost 100% likely that Tom Brady is not a Buccaneer after this offseason. Yes, yes, I do. I do agree with that. He's I do. he's a free agent. The vibes are so bad. The vibes are awful. They're they're completely tearing that down in Tampa Bay. He doesn't even have rapport with Mike Evans anymore. Like it's gone so far. <sighs> no, he does not. As someone who traded for Mike Evans at the trade deadline, I I can attest to that. <laughs> um, and Wyatt said that's just not the best football situation. Completely agree. However, if the Patriots were to fire most of the offensive staff and bring in someone like, like Bill has mentioned, Cliff Kingsbury, where all he has to focus on is planning the offense. Or maybe they bring up Bill O'Brien from Alabama, bring him back. One of their former successful offensive coordinators that has worked well with Brady. And if they promise Brady that they're going to use yeah. most of their draft assets on finding receiver talent, because that's their biggest concern right now. They have decent tight ends. They've got a great running back in Ramondre Stevenson. They just need like a number one receiver. And whether that's drafting one or doing like an AJ Brown style trade. Could let me throw this out of there. The, the, you just brought Cliff King, Kingsbury. Um, the Cardinals are going to have a lot of changes offseason. Oh, yeah. And it's looking bad, and it's looking more like they need a, there's some rebuilding to be done there than it is that they look like a contender. Do you think there's an opportunity for a trade for DeAndre Hopkins this season? Oh. He's getting older. Maybe. If they're going to rebuild, he, that's kind of outside of his timeline. He's probably got three or four more years before. And Kyler's going to be out. We'll Kyler's talk about out this in a second. They got Marcus yeah. Brown, who honestly looked really like surprised me how good he looked through most of the first part of the season. Yeah, maybe. So maybe that's part of the Pats building. Maybe they trade um, for D Hop. That's the number Belichick one. Has raved about D Hop several times. To the meet- yeah, they were yeah. they were a team that reached out to the <laughs> Texans to trade for him when we dealt him for David Johnson. So I don't know. I mean, I if I'm Tom Brady and the and New England says, "Hey, we are going to hire an offensive coordinator that you've worked with, that you know that you like. We're going to put all of our resources into revamping this offense, getting you receivers. We're going to go all in to try and get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or someone like that. Do that. It's pretty enticing. 
Do you think it's an option for him? Do you think the door is going to be open at all in San Francisco for Tom Brady? So that's that was my – I said other than the Patriots, the only other team that I think – or the only team that makes real football sense for Brady is the 49ers because they have a Super Bowl roster and good offensive line, and he would come in there and they would be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Let me give you one more. Okay. The Miami Dolphins. I think they're too tied up with Tua now. I think that are they? I think are, they vibes are. are low on the on the Dolphins right now. And well, they have Tua lost specifically three in a row. Yeah, and especially yeah. after they they played the Chargers, vibes are low on Tua. Let's do a scenario think, here: the Dolphins get into the playoffs, but they look super disappointing the rest of the season and in that playoff loss, and they lose bad. And Tua looks bad. And Tom Brady's available this offseason. They will be a suitor for I sure. Mean, yeah. They've got to kick the tires on that, I would think. I thought they they were trying to get him to come a couple years ago. A couple years ago. They were. He was actually, like, had a deal with them to, to take up an ownership stake and become their quarterback. And then the Brian Flores lawsuit and the – yeah, no, they'll be an option. I mean, he's from San Francisco area, so that makes sense. The San, I think San Francisco has a better team. Yeah, than he does. So my my, I I think you're right. I think that they're the best option, but they may be out on bringing him in. Yeah, because I mean, they've got three guys there that they yeah. could potentially win with. This kid, yeah. I mean, Trey Lance still. Who knows what's the up? Jury is so out. Like still Jimmy so G, out. On... Jimmy G's taken them to a Super Bowl for. Um, and their team is better, so they could totally win. And Brock Purdy, baby. And Brock Purdy hasn't looked, hasn't lost a game yet. Yeah. So, so my, so I think that that football situation is better, and the Dolphins is probably better. Their offensive line is shaky, though. Um, my two points to Wyatt were number one: the Pats O line is still very good. It's still probably top ten ish, maybe top twelve at the worst. That is most likely Brady's biggest concern moving forward is having get, having good protection. Yeah, I mean, he's not getting more right. mobile. And, so, yeah. and he has – this season we've seen so much that he – as soon as he feels pressure, he's throwing the ball away. And that's why their offense has looked sort of stagnant. But the other point I made was <coughs> – maybe he thinks more than football. Maybe he's like, okay, like obviously he's still chasing that eighth ring because he's a maniac. But what if he's like, I've had a really rough year across the board. This is a way to buy back some good favor with the football community, specifically the New England football community, which is where he spent 20 years. I mean, it would work. It certainly would. They would accept him back with open arms, guaranteed. Oh, my God, yeah. With Boston fans, they have no spine. They would accept him back so fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just – I'm not convinced. He's old enough and has enough wear and tear that I'm – wherever he goes, I'm going to question whether or not he's still a winning quarterback. 
I'm with you. If he goes to San Francisco, much less so. Brock Purdy can win there. Yeah, Tom Brady can win in San Francisco. But New England, that's a heavily flawed team. Miami, really great. Still pretty flawed. Very flawed. New England, honestly, might be the worst situation for him. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, their defense has been a lot better this year than I thought it was, thought it would be. I think it's the worst of the three. I think yeah, Miami. No, for sure. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't know. But again, like I said, it could be about more than football for him at this point. That's true. Tom Brady, you have no idea what's going through that guy's head. <laughs> no. Well, all right. Let's uh, speed through some other sports. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. All right. Before we move on, just because we mentioned the 49ers and I brought up Trey Lance, I wanted to ask if you had seen this on Twitter, on Texans Twitter, which I see a lot of because we have a podcast Twitter that has a lot of it on there. I've seen several people mention what if the 49ers are open to trading Trey Lance, would the Texans look at trading for him instead of – I think it depends on the return. And then use their number one overall pick on the best defensive player in the draft. I, I'm very interested in that. I think it depends on what they're asking for because it's not going to be a first. No, no. They asked for a second-round pick this year's draft. I think I'm in. That's like the biggest thing they ask. It's, it's, it's the whole. It's a it's a package deal, but the second is the main thing. I think I'm in. Because okay. I said well, prior to the season that my dream was that the Bears soured on Justin Fields and we could trade a second rounder to him to them for Justin Fields because I think, and now we've seen it, Justin Fields is a very good quarterback. That's never going to happen now. The Bears are committed to fields moving forward, but could see a similar bylaw for Lance. I I agree. I I think it's very intriguing, and, and the Texans would be stupid not to at least consider it or ask. Even ask. I would, if I'm the Texans, I would ask. I'd be like, "Hey, Trey Lance, are you guys still? You guys still love him or not?" <clears throat> anyway, we can go and move on um, down to our news. Um, Biggest thing in sports as of recently is the World Cup. Final just happened. Uh, we watched it together. It was spectacular. Spectacular. Incredible. A lot of people are calling it. A lot of people are calling Messi's it. The oh, goat. I, I mean, yes. As someone who doesn't know soccer, absolutely is the goat. Come on. But what I was going to say is a lot of people are saying that it's the best World Cup final ever. Or at least. Yeah, I don't know enough about the history, I've seen, but I've seen three World Cups that I can remember, and it was certainly the best of those three. That's all. I can, that's what I can. Remember. Yeah. Oh, for Definitely sure. Definitely the best of those three. Um, but I was a, a good point was made while we were watching the game. A lot of people are going to start watching soccer because of this game, yeah. and then they're going to watch games and they're going to realize that it's just not that exciting. <laughs> Simply. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a lot of nil nil draws, even in like good leagues. It's like our buddy, our good buddy Patrick Wynn came with me to an, a Texas A and M game against LSU a couple years ago. That went to seven overtimes. He was in person at that. Game. 
first it was one of like the first football games he'd been in person to and he had so much fun and he was like i think i like football now is he a football fan to this day not a chance because it's just not as exciting as that so yeah. i'll be interested to see what the drop-off rate is here in like four months <laughs> well the world cup is like the most viewed event in the world every time it's on oh yeah by far I got a lot of respect for how truly universal this thing is. As much shit as I give to soccer it's as awesome. a sport, it's one of the only things that brings this whole planet together, which is pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that, that final was, I mean, more than just soccer. I think that's one of the greatest sporting events that I've seen, like, in total. Oh, yeah. Two two superstar studs going blow for blow. To, I mean, you couldn't have read a, wrote a better ending to that. Or the nope. for, yeah. such a such like a recognizable person. Ugh. Yep, freaking awesome. Okay, cool. quick uh, MLB <coughs> talk about another sport that Sam doesn't give respect to. Carlos Correa signed a big contract with the San Francisco Giants, and there's been a lot of rumblings in the days leading up to this morning that he had stopped talking to them or they had stopped talking to him and he signed the same deal with the Mets this morning. And so he is no longer a giant. And I think the Mets payroll next year is going to be like half a billion dollars. Yeah, it's that legitimately, which is absolutely insane. And I tend to say, this might be different for a sport that I don't know much about, but I tend to say, that when you just throw, when your idea for building a team is just throwing as much money as humanly possible at it, it seemingly willy nilly, they're not going to win. I'm out, out on the Mets. Yeah, they they have some good prospects. I think I was reading about that because I was like, well, if they're throwing this money around, then they probably don't have a great farm system. But I think that they have some really good prospects also. Um, but as a Astros fan, I know that Carlos Correa has had some serious like attitude stuff and like, I don't know. He, uh, he's very good, but we'll see how this works out for him. Okay. Oh, he he didn't play for the Astros last year. He was on the, uh, twins, I believe for a year. Oh, see, they, there goes. That just shows you how much I know about baseball. Uh, back to a sport that we actually care about, the NBA. Sam's got an update on his. Uh, he's told us before he made ten win total bets prior to the season. I did for the season. I've got a little, you know, semi bet going on with my roommate Wyatt, um, where he also did it, but I actually put money where my mouth is because <laughs> I'm the stupid one. Um, oh. <laughs> and I'm the last calculation right now of to, to see where we're at. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Spurs for a second and then we can come back and talk about the Mavs. So the Spurs still suck. We're going to be a bottom four team, but that's kind of the idea. We, we would like to have a chance to draft Victor Wembanyama. Um, Okay, wait, wait, wait. You say we're a bottom four team, and currently we are. And we are un- unequivocally one of the worst teams in the league. But 
and I I got shit on. I get shit on every time that I that I get mad when we win, and I get looked at like I'm crazy by you and by Wyatt. And you guys are like you guys aren't gonna win that many games. And I keep saying we need to lose every game. Look at the standings right now. We have we're not even trying to win, and we're barely bottom four. There are there are yeah. seven teams that could be lower than us. Yeah. So I am not, I am not, I listen, we are, we cannot sit here and say, Hey, we're bottom four. We're going to be bottom four. And really we need to be bottom three. Don't we? Uh, no, I think it's the same same odds for the bottom four and maybe like a little different for fourth, but there are three teams with less than wins than us right now. And if you bump it up, there's another three or four teams that are within three wins of us. All I'm saying is, every time we win a game, that is worst case scenario. Yeah, we did. We did just beat the Rockets, who are, we're competing with. For <laughs> we're competing. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry, I got carried away. Uh, I just think, you know, we're gonna. There are gonna be some trades here in the next month that make the team considerably worse. Um, I hope so. Starting with Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott, but there's a chance we trade Jakob Pertle too. And then after that, we might win like five games for the rest of the season. Uh, but more than anything, the Spurs are still fun to watch. I agree. Even Devin Fassell is the man. He's next. I love that man. He's next. Um, even though we are really bad, we're in most games, which again goes to your point. We need to be trying to lose more. Uh, but I'm I'm happy with how the season's been. Do you uh you, you got your win total? Yeah, I got them. The last thing I'll say about the Spurs is you get. I mean, I'm happy with where you are too. We are fourth right now, which is right where we want to be. That's great. Um. But I really hope these trades come, and they come sooner rather than later, and we're terrible. Um, as <laughs> the worst, getting absolute, that guy, absolute, absolute worst place to be is a one of the worst teams in the league, and you get the sixth overall pick. Yeah, well, the uh, Pacers just did that and got Ben Matherin, so works out sometimes. Two stipulations on that. How many times have the Pacers been in that exact position and not gotten any better because of it? Oh, tons. Two. Most of their and two. Ben Matherin is a rookie, and he's looked fantastic. But let's see if they if they do anything meaningful with him. He is a rookie who's played yeah. half a season. We'll we'll wait on that. Uh, I would love to have him on the Spurs though. I'm with you here. <laughs> um, as far as the win totals go, um, it actually looks. It's not looking too bad for me so far, guys. Um, I'll just run through really fast. Let's go. Timberwolves over 48 and a half. That is not looking like it's going to hit right now. They're currently on pace to be at 42.3 wins. So they need to step it up. Pelicans over 44 and a half. That's looking good right now. They're on pace for almost 50 wins. Um, Blazers under 39 and a half. That's a big miss for me. They're uh, currently projected about five wins above that at uh, almost 45 wins. 
um, at the end of the season. Wizards under 35 and a half. They are currently projected at 30 even, which is great. Lakers under 46 and a half, easiest bet of the offseason. They're currently projected for 35 and a half wins. I am not worried about them getting up to 46 and a half. That would be nuts. And Anthony Davis is now out for at least a month. <laughs> and Anthony Davis is out. 76ers over 50 and a half. They're currently projected at 48 wins um, if everything holds. So it's a little short, but I stand by that one could that one could work. If they ramp up after if they ramp up um for because they want to change their seating here at the end of the season, they could get up to 15 and a half wins. Uh, but that's a miss right now. Kings over 33 and a half. They're currently projected for 45, over 45 wins. That's what that one's looking pretty uh pretty comfortable right now. Um Magic over 26 and a half. This is the closest one. They're currently projected for 28 wins. It's only a game and a half difference. So, but that's a hit right now. Nuggets over 50 and a half. They're currently uh, in the one seed in the West, projected for 51.9 wins, almost 52 wins. So that's another really close one, but they're there right now. Um, and then the Raptors over 46 and a half, which definitely is not going to hit. Um, definitely they're not. on for <laughs> almost 35 wins. Um, they are a blow it up candidate. They are. <laughs> they are so uh just overall well uh, the rundown is right now as if the season ended right now with where they're projected to be that would be six hits and four misses which is a dub um with and, but there's a couple of wins that could definitely change and there's a couple of losses that could definitely change so i'll update you guys again later on but that's where we're at better than no this is a good Good, uh, good spot to check in because we're about halfway through the season. Um, Wyatt commented and said, uh, my over-unders look awful, and then followed that up by saying, no, we don't <laughs> need to talk about the Mavs. There is no need. So we can skip the Mavs. I think that pretty much explains how Mavs fans are feeling. They are no yeah, fun to watch. Weird. I, I would say that the Spurs are more fun to watch night nightly than the Mavericks. Maybe Luca. Luca carries Luka's probably more entertaining than the entire Spurs team. But, he, but other than that, sure. Yeah. It's just the vibes are awful. It's it's sad, man. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking to the Mavericks and the Raptors potentially blowing it up. Wyatt said, Pascal is a Mav, I fear. And I agree. Could it happen? Could definitely happen. Um, all right, should we talk a little bit about football? Maybe about our teams? Yeah, we. I, I put some other NFL team stuff here. Vikings had the biggest comeback ever. Uh, and relatedly, Nick Foles will be starting for the Colts this week after they gave up a 36 to nothing comeback. Matt Ryan can't hold a lead to save his life. <coughs> Poor guy. And then the Lions uh, are now 7-7 seven and seven after starting 1-6, which is pretty cool. Really, really impressive. Um, Our Lions. I, I think they're – I got my. I I think they're going to make the playoffs. They, they they have a good shot. That's getting ahead of myself, I know, but especially since the Commanders tied and then lost to the Giants. I mean, right now, yeah, they're 
right uh, right outside knocking on the door uh, to come in, and they've got more momentum than damn near any team in the league. And I, I mean, who's who? Who would who wouldn't love to see the Lions in the playoffs? Oh my God! Over the Giants or Commanders, please. What the number two seed in in the NFC right now? The Vikings. They could win that game. Or maybe is it the Forty Nine? It's now? the Vikings. Thing. It's the Vikings currently. Yeah. Because I was looking. The Lions at the just beat the playoff. shit out of the Vikings. So. Yep. So. Our lives. Interesting, interesting thing. And then they have to pe- play the Eagles, so that would be interesting. But <clears throat> they played them good earlier this season, so anything's possible. Uh, anything is possible. I was trying to think if there's any other big playoff things. We'll get into the Jaguars situations when we talk about the Jaguars. But the Jets are no longer in the playoffs. They've fallen out, which is really sad. And they're going to lose this week to the to the Jags. So they're going to fall even further out. Tough. And one of the teams that has replaced them in it is New England, or they're right outside looking in. I can't remember. They're outside looking in right now. Right, we'll keep them out of the playoffs, please. <laughs> we don't need to see. We don't need to be forced to watch an entire game of Mac Jones in the playoffs. I'm out on that. Yeah, yeah. I think that the out. Jets. Had Mike White not been like internally combusted by the Bills linebackers, I think the Jets would have had a better shot at making the playoffs. But Zach Wilson sucks, so and they have a they have a bad they have a bad schedule. They got Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins. I mean, none of those are gimmies at all. Um, Nope. And the Chargers in my in Miami are both pretty dang good football teams. Might be the Cinderella story might be over for the Jets, unfortunately. But it's not over for the Jags. So so talk about your Jags, Sammy. All right, let's get into the Jags. Um, I mentioned the hope. I mentioned the prayers. It feels good to be a Jaguar fan right now. Trevor Lawrence looks phenomenal. We look really good. We um we spent our Sunday beating up on a lesser team, which was nice. Um, those cowgirls down in Dallas. <laughs> um, it's funny because you're also a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I'm, a, like my, I'm a Cowboys fan first, to be clear. But we're, this is a Jaguars podcast, and the Cowboys didn't need that win, and the Jaguars definitely did. So you better believe I was rooting on the Jags. Um, here's the deal: our best opportunity to make the playoffs is by winning our division, by winning the AFC South, and that means overtaking the Tennessee Titans, which. Right now, on vibes alone, vibes way better with the Jaguars than the Titans. And Ryan Tannehill just got carted off the field. I actually don't know how long he's supposed to miss, but he came back into that game, but he is questionable to play this week. Right. So, I'm here to say I kind of like our chances. We are currently one game behind the Titans. Um. But have the tiebreaker. We've we have we've played them once so far this season, and we beat them in that game. So we have, we hold the tiebreaker currently. Our last game of the season is against them, and I believe. Let me check. I I want to say I think it's at home. It's at home. It's in Jacksonville against the Titans. Um, 
we're one game behind them. We hold the tiebreaker. That means if we have the same record through the last uh, through the next two weeks, and then we beat them, we're in. We take it. But or here's here's the schedules that we have for the next three weeks. Jacksonville plays against the Jets Thursday night. Texans next week, and then the Titans. We lost to the Texans earlier this season. We're playing better, but the Texans are too. So. But if we can if we can take care of business those two weeks, then we're sitting really well because the Titans have to play the Texans this week, the Cowboys next week, and then us. <clears throat> so basically, they have the same exact schedule, but you replace the Jets with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are better than the Jets. I think the Cowboys will beat the tit- the Titans in that game, and so if we. When, but he, my question to you, Oscar, is help me out here. If if they were to lose to the Cowboys and we won our two games, we have the same record and we hold the tiebreaker going into the last week. We would be, uh, we would be in that four seed in the playoffs going into the last week. If they beat us, right? Oh well, if they beat us, they would have a better record than us. Yeah. So the dream right now is the Titans lose the next two weeks, and then it doesn't matter what happens week eighteen, right? And the Jacks win. If the if the Titans win this week, regardless of what happens the week following, we have to beat the Titans. Yes. So that's where the hope rests, and I we can absolutely do. We did it before in Tennessee. We can do it again. Um, I I have seen enough from Trevor in high intent high intensity situations this season to say that he can hold up to that test. Yeah, can. can. It'll be interesting okay. to see in the yeah. playoffs how he does, uh, if we if we get there. Um, but I think he's built for moments like this. And um, just, a, just ask every Cowboys fan out there. <laughs> well, we, we said uh, earlier, I said earlier, that this season is a win regardless of how it finishes. <laughs> But getting to see Trevor, yeah. giving Trevor some playoff experience would be awesome. That would be huge. And not just Trevor. We have a ton of young people on this team that could use stuff, use reps in high-intensity high situations. There's nothing high, more high-intensity than playoff football. Um, yep. If we were the four seed, we would play who? We would play... Baltimore could definitely beat the Ravens as of right now. I mean, that could change. It could be the chargers or it could be Miami, but right now it'd be Baltimore. And that's not, I mean, that's a winnable game. Yeah. I think worst case is you play the chargers who we creamed earlier this season. Right. They're a different team now though. So are we. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying is Baltimore, Chargers, Miami, I don't think you write us off of it, out of any of those games. I don't think the Jags can be written out in any game. I think that that's how good Trevor Lawrence is. I like that. And and a reminder to, to you Jacksonville fans out there, we get to add Calvin Ridley this offseason to this offense. And that's really, really freaking cool. Pretty sweet. Um, it's really big time. So, 
it's a good time to be a Jaguars fan. All this hope feels weird and disgusting and awful. I'm going to end up destitute on the street. Jaguars are going to be the worst team in the league again. And uh, I'm going to hate myself for, for being so hopeful, but here we are. I can't help myself. Hey, you're jagging off right now, and that's all that matters. Best case scenario for Sam McFadden. Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year. Jaguars make the playoffs, win a playoff game. Next season, Jaguars Super Bowl. <laughs> Be pretty sweet. <laughs> and then the Texans well, wanna... win one somewhere in there. <laughs> Don't worry. We're still like eight to 12 years out from that. that okay, listen. Honestly, I the Jags, you'd hope that if Trevor Lawrence is what, is what we're hoping he is, you'd hope that we get a Super Bowl with him. But at the very least, what I want to see out of Trevor Lawrence's career with the Jaguars is let's be confident. We have a confident quarterback. Let's be confident for the next decade. That's what you should be when you have a generational quarterback. So that's all I want. Um, Other notes. Trayvon Walker has been out with an ankle injury. Um, He's, I mean, he hasn't, it's not like he's been some world breaker defensive player of the year candidate. Absolutely. No, but he's been good. Yeah. He has absolutely been very good. He's also made – I think I said this a couple weeks ago, the least talked about first first overall pick of maybe of all time. <laughs> but um, I think that's just because Trevor has been such a revelation in this season, and a lot of people have treated it as his rookie season. So he was the biggest yeah. topic right now. Um, biggest win for the Jags for sure. Right. But this – Stuff I've been I've seen from Trayvon is still very promising. Very oh, promising. yeah. I just now, uh, keep Josh Allen around on the other other on the other end. That would help both of their long term outputs outlooks a lot. Um, speaking of Trayvon, and we'll talk about the Texans here in a second. Derek Stingley, Ben Solak posted a screenshot of the top five, and it went. Trayvon, Aiden Hutchison, Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau. And he said, great top five. This could be one of the best top fives we've seen in a long time. Is any team unhappy? And people were like, Jags and Texans, Jags and Texans, over and over and over. And sure, right now, the players that we took look worse than some of the players at those same positions. But – it's so early, man. All five of those players have shown enough to where they're all going to be long-term starters and impact players in the league. Um, health removed, of course. And for a draft to go five for five on defensive talent right. like that is pretty nuts. My in my defense for Trayvon on the edge on the edge player argument. As far as the other guys, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau go, is look at the body work. Well, go back and watch their games. Aiden Hutchinson has not been some crazy crazy stud all season. And now all of the- he's been he's been really good recently. He's been very good recently, right? Same thing with Kayvon Thibodeau. This past week, he was a freaking stud, monster. But it's recency bias. He hasn't been doing that yeah. all season. And Trayvon's hurt right now. He's not on the field. So let's look at it at the end of the season. 
And I think, and I, I genuinely think that Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau will have better stats by the end of the season. I and that's fine. But just let's look at it as a whole season. And just, we'll see. Let's look at it in three years or in there's five been, years. There's been several games for all, for all three of those guys. When Trayvon was playing, all three of those guys have had several games this season where they have been basically non-factors. Oh, yeah. And they're rookie defensive players. Yeah. That's- what I'm saying is, I, as a Jags fan, I'm not kicking myself saying, I wish we had taken Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau over those guys. And I don't think the Texans should be kicking themselves for no, taking that. Uh, that was that was Solek's point. He replied to both of those, and he was like, "It is so early. Like, sure, Sauce has looked better than Stingley so far, but the, he's looked like well, a yeah. Right now, Sauce looks generational. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. But that can flip <laughs> so fast. It's so early, and even if yeah. Hutchison and Thibodeau are better than Walker and Sauce is better than Stingley long term. It's still a win if you get an impact defensive player like it appears that all five teams did. Absolutely. Plus, you're forgetting that Sauce is a second a really good secondary player on the Jets. You remember who the last one of those was? Jamal Adams. What's he up to right now? Bajer Low yeah. on that guy. Yeah, he's been out all season, right? Yeah, and also he's kind of the poster boy for why you shouldn't trade a bunch of assets for a safety. But different position, yeah. different position, but just, you know, if anyone can ruin that, it's the Jets. So <laughs> hope they don't. Yeah, speaking of corner secondary players, though, Tyson Campbell has been a monster this year. Last Jags thought. Oh, he's looked fantastic. I he think, looks so good. I think he's the second highest graded corner this year in coverage. He's number two. He's number two. He's looked fantastic. And I was I was mad about that draft pick two years ago. I'm an idiot. See? This is why I picks, this is why I'm not making the decision. Picks turn around all the time. Yeah. Um yeah, he looks fantastic and he's a second year player. Yeah. Get get a second corner, someone that can line up across the field from him. Absolutely. I, here's my thing. Last, absolute last Jag side, and we can move on to your Texans. In all the mock, in a, a lot of the mock drafts I've been seeing that have started to come up, the Jaguars are picking offensive players. The ones that made me the most mad were yeah. us taking like TCU's Quentin Johnson, who's a stud. He looks fantastic, but we have a bunch of wide receivers. Almost too many wide receivers. We have, we have a bunch of wide receivers. We have a good running back. We have our quarterback. Unless it's an offensive lineman, it should be an alignment, in my opinion. And if it's and if it's not, we don't need skill position people. Evan Ingram has looked really good this season. We need tight end. Yeah. Just well, hopefully draft, resign him. Don't draft a skill position player for, with our first pick. Just don't do it. Take an defense player or take an offensive lineman. I'm fine with either of those. We are going to be in a position where we can probably take us a, a really good player somewhere in that. It should be an alignment, in my opinion. Another Jags thought we keep saying last one. You lost both of your starting tackles <laughs> this week. Uh, Cam Robinson, yeah. is it going to be for a little bit? Honestly, I haven't seen the updates on him. One of the two, know. it's going to be a little bit. Not, the injury did not look very good, so I would assume yeah. he's going to be out for a while. And depth – 
on the O-line is a problem for the Jags. So I, I think that that's the position that I would either spend money in free agency on or a, a couple high draft picks on. All right, Texans. Yeah. Um, uh, we have lost two weeks in a row. We've actually lost <laughs> like 15 weeks in a row. Not 15, but since the Jags game, we've lost every game. Uh but we looked feisty the last two weeks. We narrowly lost to the Cowboys. I think we should have won that game. There was a Chris Moore not called a touchdown, but it looked like he scored a touchdown. Never really got any clarity or sunny replay angles on. But it doesn't matter. Losses are best for the Texans' future. And then we just lost the Chiefs in overtime 30-24. Uh, to 24. We had stopped them. They got the ball first. We'd stopped them, and then we were driving, and Davis Mills got hit from behind and kicked the football out of his hand with his own knee, and then the Chiefs picked it up and won. So that was the game. But two of the better teams in the NFL, and we lost by less than a score. So I mean, it's been exciting. To watch the Texans the last couple of weeks, to say the least. Uh, how? Um, Why? <laughs> and, I, and I was having a conversation with Wyatt the other day where he's like, man, they keep on being in games. Like, what's up with that? The Texans suck. And I was like, yeah, but you're forgetting the the number one rule of the Texans. People, people sleep on this fact. The Texans are the most consistent team in the entire league. It's just the, the thing that they're consistent at is giving their team – their finding ways to give the fans hope when they should have none in a season where they are one twelve and one, yep. you find yourself week after week getting helpful for the Texans and it getting smashed. They're the best team in the league at it. They're yep. so. Con- <laughs> yep. And so it makes all sense in the world. That they're going to be in these <laughs> games and then lose them. <laughs> I just really hope that our performance in these games. And like, if we win a game or two down the stretch, I hope for the Jags sake that it's against the Titans this week, that our performance here down the stretch does not lead ownership to be like, Hey, maybe Lovey Smith is a good coach. Cause he's, he's a great leader. And I have enjoyed his presence on the Texans, but the game has passed him by. He is no longer, hip to what coverages work in the NFL and you don't want that guy as your head coach. No. Um, yeah. I told Oscar before we got started this thing that I'm going to be rooting harder for the Texans than ever before this week. Um, I root for the Texans recreationally because of Oscar, but I've never actually had any skin in the game. Vested interest. Yeah. You know? um, so here we are. I'll be right there with you uh, come Sunday or Saturday. I think is their game. Yep. Um, and everyone should. Should be a good one. <laughs> we need the Titans to lose. You guys got to win sure games do. eventually. I think the Texans end with two wins. Who that win is to is up for debate. So we play the Titans. The Jags. The Jags. Do we play the Colts one more time too? Maybe. I think we end just AFC South run. I will say I will be um, if the Jaguars drop a second game to the te- to the Texans this season. Just 
Don't expect me to be on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, you guys finished the season against the Colts. I think you guys win yeah. that game because the Colts, what are they playing for? Nothing. They, they, they will want to lose that game probably. Uh, well, if we're going to win two games, then say we beat the Titans also, <coughs> we need the Bears to win another game in their last three. Oh, yeah. Because us the Bears, having a tie. The Bears, here's the question. The Bears, you're not that worried about because they're not going to take a quarterback. They could they yeah, trade. We don't we don't want to risk not having the number one. Yeah, they could totally trade. Because, like, I mean, people who are right up in there, the Colts, they yep. could trade up. And that would be, a, that'd be a gut punch if the Colts traded up ahead of you guys and took the guy you want. Sure would. You guys Unless – Will Unless we traded for Trey Lance, and then we're okay. Or just a draft Will Levis. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, speaking of the draft, though, we currently sit with an 87% chance to get number one. It's pretty sweet. It's awesome. <laughs> Let's make that 100. Uh, that's oh, about all my thoughts. Um, Damian Pierce suffered a high ankle sprain against the Cowboys and went to IR. Derek Stingley with that lingering hamstring also went to IR. I really hope that that gets better. The high ankle sprain, I'm not that worried about. Just sucks for my Damian Offensive Player of the Year hopes. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he had a chance, but that's over. But it's been it's been um, silver lining is you guys' offense has been has been able to move without Damian Pierce. Yeah. Which is something that I didn't think was possible. Or also without Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. I don't know what's yep. what's happening. So like, like, yeah, this it's so ridiculous that you guys are in these games against the Chiefs <laughs> and the Cowboys. It's so well in both games. I think that they out. Uh, what is that called? Had had more yards than us by like several hundred. We just yep. were really lucky with turnovers and stuff. Um, so I think it's a little flash in the pan. Maybe it's not luck. Um, but, yeah, everyone good except for Jalen Petrie, who's been freaking awesome. He has been so good. And our offensive tackles have been out. So uh, just across the board, both of our corners, both of our wide receivers, Damian couple linebackers. I mean, just all the way across the board, we've had players out, and we're still keeping games close, so hopefully we can play spoilers against the Titans. Yep. Um, yeah, I hope so. I really I really hope so, man. Ugh. I want to see a Jaguars playoff game, man. Me too. Golly. Um, just to go back to um, one of our listeners, Shmeef Yarf, asked a question uh, 20 minutes ago, and we kind of missed it. He asked, what does blowing it up mean? Uh, for any of you, anyone who doesn't know that vernacular, blowing it up would just be you throw in the towel, you try to, you go into rebuild, you trade away the good players you have right now for future assets, younger, either younger players or good picks in the, in the upcoming draft, stuff like that. And you just focus on a couple years down the line instead of trying to win the championship this year. And I think that was in reference to the Raptors who have been disappointing this year. And they have some older, very good players, notably Pascal Siakam, um, 
who they could trade away and get significantly worse without. Yeah. So that's blowing it up. A lot of people wait too long to do it. Sure do. Um, <laughs> Texans. Because oh. this, I mean, this goes for most of, most of major sports. In one given season, there's usually about eight, maybe ten teams that could win the title. And the rest of them aren't. So, anyway, um, I think that wraps us up for Texans and Jags. Um, We can go through the team draft tracker. Um, How did that go Uh this past week? Uh, so we haven't updated in three weeks, I think, but I'm currently 10 points up, 116 to 106. Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. We're coming into the close of the season, and while I'm still not even a little bit nervous, I'm very confident I'll win. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a big week for Sam. That's all I got to say. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I've said, all that matters really is the playoffs. If you pick like three or four playoff teams that do well, you're pretty good. And I think we both have some good playoff teams, so we'll see how it goes. And we'll we'll update you guys before the playoffs or something. We'll update you guys on um, like what teams we have, specifically like who we have in play and stuff like that. Just to yeah, oh yeah, we'll need to do that. Um, but let's go ahead and hop into our game spread pickums for the le- uh, for the for this week. Um, the games are super spread out because it's Christmas weekend. Um, but we'll go through this pretty quickly. I'll start us off because it's the Jaguars game first on Thursday night. Jacksonville at the Jets. It's an even line. Maybe the first one we've ever had on this thing. First one I can remember. I'm taking Jacksonville. Of course, you have to. I think even if you weren't a Jags fan, that's the right pick because Zach Wilson. All right. The Bills are playing in Chicago and are favored by nine points. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. You would. You would. Nine is a lot. You're in love with Justin Fields. I am, man. Um, New New Orleans at Cleveland. Cleveland minus two and a half. I'm taking Cleveland. Ew. I know, I know, but the Saints suck. <laughs> they sure do. So, Man, so I, I cannot believe that they traded this pick to the Eagles. Cannot believe. So stupid. Well, they didn't know that they were going to be this bad. No one knew they were going to be this bad. No one knew they were going to be this bad, but... They thought they were going to be a playoff team. They thought that was in the 20s. That, they thought that pick was in the 20s. Yuck. All right, uh, Houston at Tennessee. Go Texans, baby. Uh, we are – the Titans are giving us four points, and I expect us to cover at least. Yeah, I do too. I expect you guys to win. Anything less is an embarrassment. <laughs> I will be disappointed in you guys. Um, can, uh, Seattle at Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite. Hate that. Hate everything about that. And you know what? I'm taking Seattle. That's probably the right pick. I, uh, I'm i happy to get the Chiefs, so I think they're coming out of that Texans game pretty embarrassed. And Seattle's been That's bad. That's fair. Of late. 
The Giants are playing in Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by four. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yep. Right pick. The Giants are – hate them. Hate them. Not very good. Dude, they just beat the Commies, though, and the Commies are playoff <laughs> contenders. They, that, was, that was bullshit. That was bullshit. Everyone saw everyone saw Terry McLaurin's offsides, supposed offsides. The ref told him he was fine and then flagged him. That was bull. He did move after the ref told him he was fine. I'll say that much. I'm more upset about the non-call of pass interference in the end zone. Bullshit. Commie should have won that game. Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati are three-point favorites. I'm taking Cincinnati every time. Yep. I can't believe it's only three points. Well, yeah, six points. They say they're six, they're saying they're six points better than the um, Patriots. That's a good number. But do the Pats have home field advantage this year? I mean, they're going to be more Pats fans Pats, there. Pats have, Pats have home field advantage every year. Boston fans show out. They show out, but are they excited? It doesn't matter. I I think the Pats stink, but I agree. All right, Detroit at Carolina. The Lions are favored by two and a half. I'm riding with the Lions. Yep, you know, you typed in the Panthers before. <laughs> that one's that one's an easy one. Um, yeah. All I'll say is this is this is for for any of you betters out there. This looks like such a tantalizing line because the Panthers are horrible. The Lions are the hottest team in football right now. It's important to remind yourselves at any point in time if you get two on the high on the Lions, they're the Lions. And they will disappoint you. Yep. It's just a matter of when. So watch out. Yep. Um, next- also, their run defense sucks, and the Panthers' rushing offense has been pretty fun. So I think this line is right. It's It'll be a close game, but I took the lines. Yeah. Um, Atlanta at Baltimore. Baltimore seven-and-a-half-point favorites. We don't know. I'm not totally sure if, if Lamar Jackson is back or not. I'm going to assume that he is not, though, just to be safe. I am going to go with Baltimore still. I don't like the I don't like okay. the Falcons. Although I hope they win this game because <laughs> kick the Bucks out of the playoffs, please. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy to take the Falcons here, especially if I'm surprised they have a line on that game. We don't we don't know about Lamar yet. Washington is playing in San Francisco. 49ers are favored by seven. Ride with the Niners. They're really hot right now. Yep. No one wants to play the Niners right now. Um, And the commies suck. Philadelphia at Dallas. Dallas minus four and a half. Big game. This is the line. The line is only this because it's Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts. Um. Let me ask you this really quickly. If Gardner, if Gardner Minshew lights it up and the Eagles look great in a win or a loss, but they, the Eagles look really good still, does that damper the Jalen Hurts MVP talk? I don't – I mean, he's going to be out. They're saying two to four weeks. I don't think that he can win missing that much time. And regardless, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player in football. It's Patrick Mahomes. I agree. I agree. Anyway, I'm taking Dallas. Fly, Eagles, fly. How dare you? Okay. You shut your dirty okay. mouth. <laughs> uh, Raiders at Pittsburgh. The Steelers are getting two and a half points, or are giving two and a half points. Who do you want? This is such a gross game. Who do you want? 
this is one of the this is one of the two worst games. The other one's coming up. Kenny Pickett's back. I don't think that matters that much. I'm I'm rocking with the Raiders. Gross. Gross. You would have said gross either way, I think. Yeah. Green Bay at Miami. Miami minus four. I'm taking Miami. Yeah. I can't believe it's only four points. Hey, Green Bay just won. Against, against the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> Speaking of the Rams, I think this is what you were referring to as the grossest matchup of the week. Denver at the Rams. And this is a Christmas Day game. You know they scheduled this saying two Super Bowl contenders facing off Russ versus Matt Stafford. Um, yep. <laughs> and it's the Dookie Bowl. This game really sucks. I will be taking Denver. You would. You would. Um, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Tampa Bay, six and a half point favorites away in Arizona. But there's no Kyler Murray. Um, Colt McCoy, baby. Or actually, he may be out with a concussion. I think it may be Trace McSorley. I hate this so much, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay. And it's Tampa Bay is just getting lucky as shit coming into the last stretch of the season. And they're going to just walk into a win here. It's so stupid. Sure are. All right, last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Chargers, Colts. Um, There's no line on this game, I think, because the quarterback change was announced this morning. It's Nick Foles. This is going to be a huge line, I think, probably like six and a half points in the Chargers' favor. But I'm still taking the Chargers. Yep. I agree. Whatever it is, take the Chargers. Colts stink. They stink. They're real bad. Um, and they beat the Jaguars once this season. So that's And tied the Texans. Uh, question about the Colts before we wrap here. Yep. And we talked about them being a potential quarterback draft team. I think that they have to, right? Like, they cannot go back to the well. I mean, they've tried so many years in a row to just add a QB. It hasn't worked. They have, their, their team isn't that good around them anyway. Just yeah. This is exactly what we're talking about what? by teams who have waited too long to blow it up. Just blow it up. Yep. Because Derek Carr has been mentioned as a name for them. Just, just come on. Just take a QB you like. Take a chance on a QB you like, and give give your fans something different. Something Please. different. My, it sucks that Frank Reich signed up to be the Colts <laughs> coach, thinking Andrew Luck was his quarterback, and then he immediately retired. Um, but the Jacoby Brissett yeah. to Philip Rivers to Matt Ryan thing has to, wait to Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan thing has been really sad to watch. So, yeah. hey, what happened to Quentin Nelson? Yeah. By the way. It's been bad. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, here's the deal. I think that I think Quentin Nelson is a perfect example of a really fantastic guard, and he has not played that way this season. But their whole line has been pretty bad. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on with that. However, it's a good point. It's a good thing to, time to point out that guards, interior linemen, 
are not nearly as important as tackles. Not nearly. And center. And I say that as a fan of a team that's had one of the best guards over the last Ever. decade. In Zach Martin. I love that man. I would do anything for him. And he is, a, and he helps our team a lot. I'm not saying he doesn't. But having an all-pro tackle, it goes a lot further than having an all-pro guard. And there's some, specifically Zach Martin, <coughs> guards where it's like, okay, this is positional, does not matter. Like having an offensive lineman that good, especially because yeah. Zach Martin can play any position across the line. I thought that Quentin Nelson was that, though, and he is not. Uh, and that's why I was not very happy with the Texans drafting Kenyon Green in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Last last thing we have to talk about before we leave is our fantasy corner. Fantasy playoffs is in full swing. We're going into the second week of fantasy playoffs. Oscar in our home league, our big money league, um, Oscar – um, did not make the playoffs this season. No. And I had my playoff game this past week against our buddy Wyatt, and I lost. And so I'm also out. And it's tough. It's tough pill to swallow. I put the best team I could together uh, at, the, um, at the anguish of my next season, and I lost. So yeah. it is what it is. It's unfortunate. It's going to be a hell of a challenge to be competitive next season, though. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, I have a first-round pick, and then I don't have another pick until the seventh round, seventh or eighth round. Um, So it's going to be tough. You're going to dominate those middle rounds, though. (laughs) I'm going to dominate. I I own the eighth round of next year's draft, just to be clear. So just watch out. Watch out. Yeah, all I put in the show doc for Fantasy Corner is a frowny face because I'm sad we for are... Sam. <laughs> it's all right. I, it's okay. Um, we are both still alive in our Dynasty League. We're playing right now. I'm playing yep. Josh Burrow. You're playing Wyatt? Yep. Um, and, you know... I hope I beat Josh. That's all I'm going to say. He's projected to win right now. Oh, God, me too. Um, Cannot have Josh in the final in both leagues. Yeah. Tyler Lockett getting hurt is going to really kind of screws me up, but we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Hey, dream situation. Next week is the podcast showdown in the, in the final. That could be cool. That would be big time. That would be really big time. Plus, uh, Jackson is out of the yep. WCC League playoffs. He, He's out of both. He did not start a quarterback. Well, he would have lost anyway. I, I crushed him. And this coming off a season where he complains that he should have won last year. Well, he, he probably not. should hey, have. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Kind of won last year. And I'm going to win this year. So, there you go. All right. <laughs> unfortunately, we'll see, the, we'll see about that next week. This is the, unfortunately, in this league, this is the league that I run, so I am in control of the money. So, if I do win, that money is just – I've spent it by now. So, it's just like I, yeah. it's like I gain no, nothing monetarily, and if I lose, I'm going to have to pay that out, and it's going to feel like I'm paying it myself now. Which yeah. 
So I, I set up a separate bank account strictly for the league money. Did you really? That's Start, smart. I started that last year because of that situation. Because prior to this year, it was $600, and now it's $1,200. And that's a lot of money to be shelling out. That's a lot of money. It's like, oh, shoot, that's right. I have to pay that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good pod, Sammy. You got any last words? Uh, last, my last message to you guys is the same message I gave a couple weeks ago. It's Christmas time for a lot of people. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but for a lot of people who struggle, uh, with mental health issues, stuff like that, this can be the loneliest part. This can be the loneliest time, um, all year round. So just make sure you're reaching out to your family members and your friends and stuff like that. If you know, someone's going to be alone on Christmas, um, maybe reach out to them. Just make sure they're doing all right. Um, cause it's, it's tough out there. And um, and yep. it's great with your family, your but you if you don't have that readily available, it can just make things worse. So just be there for people. Tell your people you love them. It's important. Yeah. Um, shout out Sydney Angles. She just came in. She is uh, having a rough morning, <laughs> but she just came in, made, made a sighting <laughs> in the kitchen. Uh, shout out to Shmeefyar for sticking around for this hour and 15 plus long podcast. Shout out to Big Dick Nick, starting quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. Woo! Of Jaguars fame. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and thank you to the listeners, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.